we keep things rolling here on the Sports Cubicle. I'm your host, Mike Mercado, and I am joined by On the Road Traveling to Indianapolis, Indiana, the one, the only, marvelous Dan Marver himself. And we are here to talk about the Chicago Cubs pitchers and catchers reporting spring training is here, which means baseball season is right around the corner. And marvelous, it has been a long time since you and I have been able to talk about the Chicago Cubs and all the moves they made since Craig Council has joined and become the new manager of the Northsiders. But they have made some interesting moves. They have not made moves that have been interesting in their own right. And I want to get your thoughts, everything from getting Michael Bush from the LA Dodgers to getting Shota Imanaga and Cody Bellinger not reporting. Marvelous, your thoughts on the Chicago Cubs heading into spring training 2024. Well, I think they have more questions than answers. You mentioned some of the pieces that they added, but, the, but the, I think there's so many other questions, like Bellinger and Alfonso. Are they going to get him? Are they going to get Chapman? I mean, third base. What are they? I mean, who's going to play third? Is it going to? I mean, is it going to be Wisdom? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, they, it's, it's, to me, you know, days before they report, it's kind of amazing that there's still so many questions. Even on the pitching staff, I mean, who's going to be the closer? I mean, there's lots, lots of things to talk about. And I think that by the, by the end of spring training, we will hopefully have more answers than we have questions. But now it's the opposite, don't you think? Yeah, it's interesting because I've had this conversation with Paulie off air talking about what Rob Manfred said about having December being the signing period for baseball moving forward and how now it just seems like a lot of GMs, a lot of owners, a lot of ball clubs are staring down and playing chicken with Scott Boris and his clients. And I think this is going to work out well for the Cubs. I don't think there's a lot of teams in the market for Cody Bellinger. I think Cody Bellinger is in a weird spot where there's a lot of good baseball left in him, but there's a lot of baseball you're going to be paying for that's not going to be premium baseball. It's going to be a lot of money that you're paying for average to below average to a lot of games missed because of injury, but you're paying for what you hope is a window in a World Series right now. I think we keep circling back, at least for me, keep circling back to the idea of the Cubs believe they should have won the NL Central last year. And the reason why they moved on from David Ross is because they believe he made decisions, whether it was in the bullpen, lineup construction, that he cost the team X amount of wins. And by bringing in Craig Council, he could take that type of roster that maybe isn't ballooned like it wasn't in Milwaukee, where it was around $80 million. And you had some star players, but you didn't have this crazy contracts on that roster. And you bring him in to maybe make up for what David Ross lacked in. So to me, it's not surprising that other than not signing Shohei Otani, which was the white whale, that they haven't been all that aggressive in trying to give Cody Bellinger all this money. I do find it interesting that we're still in a spot where we're trying to figure out who on this roster is flexible to be moved. And I think it has come down to Christopher Morrell. I like Christopher Morrell. If you've made the decision that he's just going to be the fourth outfielder, the fifth infielder, he's just going to be a guy that plays everywhere and you want his bat out there but if you have to move on and get a Pete Alonso or or somebody else that you think is going to take you over the top you have to move on from some of these young players that is the reason that you've invested so much in your farm system so I think while they've answered a lot of questions I think you nailed it on the head there's a lot of questions still unanswered and I wonder with the way that this offseason has gone and the subtractions of the other teams in the division 
the NL Central hasn't gotten all that much better. If anything, Milwaukee has gotten worse after some of the moves they've made over the last few weeks. Where are you if we go into March and Cody Bellinger isn't a Cub, Pete Alonso isn't a Cub, Chapman isn't a Cub, that currently this roster is what it is. Do you feel okay with this team winning 88 games and the NL Central? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know if Pete Crow Armstrong is ready. And, and they do have a closer. I guess Neris will be their closer since so they picked them up for that reason. But they did have a closer last year until he got hurt. So these are things to be determined. But uh, yeah, the current roster as it stands, there, there is a, with, without any free agent signings, there would be that question at first base. I don't know if they're going to uh, have to settle for nervous Mervis. But uh, <laughs> uh, third base, I mean, if Morrell stays, He's either going to do that or DH, in my opinion, because the outfield corners are, you know, are set without question. With you know, with, in the shortstop set, so there's a lot of other, you know, with Suzuki and Hap, obviously, in shortstop with Swanson. So those are set, but some of these other spots are still uh, open to some question. Obviously, second base is set too. So uh, it's just the corners and center field with some degree in catching. They seem to be okay now. They, you know, they're, they're pretty much solidified what's going to go on there. You know, with the with the twosome they've got, my and, and you know, and such. So um, I don't know. I mean, normally at this point in time you're able to analyze the team, but it's kind of difficult to at the moment because you know you don't know exactly who's going to be there. And I mean, Peter Armstrong didn't look that impressive offensively in September, but he's got definitely fielding skills. So uh, I guess he'd be your center fielder with the current roster, and then. Morell might be your third baseman. Who knows? So uh, it's just uh, it's just a, a difficult thing to analyze. As you say, the division is not tremendous. I mean, I don't think that Pittsburgh's going to win the division. So and Cincinnati either. But uh, you know, it's just a matter of whether the Cubs can uh, uh, fight off the Cardinals and the Brewers. It seems to me. And there's something to be said about the top free agents that are still out there, like Blake Snell. It's not just Cody Bellinger, right? Like, it's Blake Snell. It's Matt Chapman. It's it's even, like, Jordan Montgomery. There's guys out there, and it's no coincidence that a lot of those dudes are represented by Scott Boris, and it keeps circling back to that, that we're just in a time and place now where, you know, we got teams filing for bankruptcy and can't pay their loans, and we're in a weird place for Major League Baseball with everything that's going on with the athletics that the Cubs are in a unique position where we know they generate revenue. We know that they have a following. We know that they have a awesome pitching lab, and they seem to develop talents, and they have an eye for scouting the front office and future executives that rise amongst the ranks, and there's a lot to feel hopeful for and to put optimism in but when you're still waiting here and you're seeing who's going to blink first as a fan on any team but if specifically the Cubs you can feel the frustration and the anxiety kind of building of okay well what are you going to do now like what is next like this is this it's what we were promised that there's a certain window or that you're going to be competitive or that's at least what the implications are. And if that's not the case, then what exactly is the point right now when the NL Central is there for the taking? This is the time if you're going to cement yourself and, and build any type of dominance in the Central for a couple of years to have constant bites at the apple. We talk about it in sports, right? We know that there's variables that can determine certain sports, how far a team is going to go. Baseball in itself is weird. A, a three-game sample, a five-game sample, a seven-game sample is not does not tell the story of a regular season. It's what we were talking about last year. 
the Major League Baseball 162 regular season is its own thing. That is why you have division champions. That's why you have wild cards. It is a brand new season when the postseason starts in October. And all you want to be is a team that's in there. One of those last teams playing baseball in October. Because that means anything can happen in a weird wild card situation. In a weird divisional series. In a weird championship series. In a weird world series. We saw it here in Chicago. Anything can happen. And as the years have gone on, especially with COVID, we have seen that happen. Right, Marvelous? Even the wild card is a series now. That's two out of three. So all three games at the higher seed, which is also another subject that irks me with full interleague play. I don't think, you know, some of the rules are fair, <laughs> but, you know, that's another story. But it goes I mean, into, I'm really, you have to take advantage I, of that, right? Yeah. You have to be able to take advantage right. of that right now if you're the Cubs. But I, I really I really have to give props to Horner for making that move to second base. I mean, he's been remarkable, all, you know, all through his short career. So, I, I mean, he's, he's solid up there. They're solid up the middle if they can – you know, keep Bellinger in center or Armstrong develops. I just, the pitching staff, the starting staff, I mean, they, they definitely have the returning studs, you know, and such, but uh, I don't know what they do with a, with a fifth starter for sure. So there's still questions in the pitching staff too. Look, if you find a way to snag Shane Bieber or you find a way to get one of these veterans that's still hanging around there, you're able to make a, a nice little trade. You're not, you know, take, giving out the entire farm for a top of the rotation. But you're bringing in somebody who could be an anchor like a Kyle Hendricks that can bring along Imanaga in the major leagues. And you have Justin Steele. Like, There's a lot to like about the Cubs. And there's a lot to understand why if you're just being critical mind of it, right? If you're taking a bird's eye view of what the Cubs are doing this offseason, while maybe boring, They've made only smart moves. They haven't done anything to dig a hole from themselves. All they've done is position themselves in a place where they can make a big move. The problem is, is I still will contend, are you better than you were last year with or without Cody Bellinger? You saw what he meant with your team. You don't have Marcus Stroman, although not the greatest end of a second half, but was one of the best pitchers in the first half of last season. They have made a big change going into next season. So they do have questions that they need to answer. But I am confident, and I give them the benefit of the doubt, that they feel like they know what they're doing. That this isn't malicious, that this isn't them sitting on their hands, this isn't them trying to be cheap. That they're doing what they think is best, not only for the financial side, but the team that's on the field and the fan base. Marver, any final thoughts as we get ready for actual spring training games to come around and we're yeah. going to start hearing baseball hitting bats and gloves and, oh, spring is in the corner, my friend. You know, it's crazy. Um, I mean, I like, I like the way you're talking about the, you know, they know what they're doing. I mean, you sound like a, a longtime Cub fan, a Cub apologist, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing. So I hope you're right. But, you know, I've been more, I've, I've had more jaded years than you have. So I, I just feel like, um, you know, I hope they do the right thing. They don't have a playoff team at, as the, on their as their roster stands at this moment, in my opinion. So that's that's the key. What's going to happen? And you know, in spring training, you're going to see a lot of guys that are going to end up in Iowa anyway. So it's just a question of, um, of of how they can you know blend the roster to make it a winning team. And and you know, I I, I think they can. They're close, but there's still a few more nuts to put into the to the keg. It's a good point. It's only fair to say, too, that the Arizona Diamondbacks made a World Series run. And we've seen a lot of teams with this new wildcard teams in there that 
teams do make deep runs. And also, just like the Atlanta Braves a few years ago, who knows how this Cubs roster, we don't know what it's going to look like in March, let alone come August, right? So I think there's a lot of room for people to be critical and to want to see movement and for people to be optimistic. I, I think they've put themselves in an interesting position, but all you need to do is make sure you're in the final push come September, that you're in it in October. That's all you need to do. And we'll see if the Cubs are putting themselves in that position as spring training has finally arrived. That means spring is around the corner. Marvelous. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. We'll talk to you next week as more Cubs news hopefully comes down the pipeline. And we hope each and every one of you joins us as we get ever so closely to Rangers Cubs opening night of the Major League Baseball season. Oh, my friends, it is a good time. We got more coming up next here on the Sports Cubicle. He's the Marvelous one, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado.